0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of college hockey talk on today's podcast i'm joined by captain of the bentley hockey team ethan rosewell uh ethan thank you so much for coming on today and how's everything going
1: thanks for having me matt i really appreciate it um things are going well um uh, i'm actually in covid uh protocol right now so i'm almost out but uh getting through it and looking forward to finishing the season here
0: uh, sorry you're feeling good do you have any symptoms because it feels like a lot of people that are in the protocols like don't feel anything at all and they just have to pretty much just wait until the quarantine time's up
1: yeah that's you you hit the head um right there yeah it's i actually have no symptoms um been in here for quite a bit so really looking yeah. forward to get out and re rejoining society yeah
0: yeah no that definitely is how do you try to keep yourself busy during quarantine because i feel like that's difficult you know because usually when you're like sick, like you're kind of sleeping most of the time, so you have time. That's kind of how you pass the time. But I feel like if you're like feel fine, like it's kind of hard to find stuff to do.
1: Yeah, I'm. uh I'm watching Yellowstone right now, so a lot of TV shows. So I'm into that. A uh, couple, couple other uh, shows here and there, but mostly just Yellowstone and a little bit of Xbox and NHL. So yeah. And-
0: now was the quarantine period five days or 10 days? Cause I know like the winter, like athletic committee for the NCAA like changed the rules. I was just curious if like how, how it went for you since you had no symptoms.
1: Yeah. So we uh, we're right now, our school has has been implementing the 10 day, um, which honestly I think is a little absurd given that the CDC says five, I have no symptoms. Um, mm-hmm been kind of uh, a little bit of erratic uh, handling this whole thing but I mean the whole country's going through it so I mean can't blame just them but um, yeah I'm just excited to get out of here
0: I know I can definitely feel that it feels like you know for at least for this season I was like kind of thinking that was going to be a lot different than last year but it feels like as the weeks are going on it's starting to become more like last year than I thought it was going to be like
1: for sure yeah it really is but hopefully we can all move past it pretty soon
0: Now your team played Merrimack on Saturday. I just want to ask if you had the chance to watch them play that game. And I guess like, what was it, what what, was your, what was your perspective on the game even though it didn't go your team's way?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I was in quarantine. So I did watch it with uh, uh, walk Brandon welcome the other kid that I'm quarantined with. Um, And obviously it didn't go our way, but I mean, it's kind of like the mentality, like next man up and, you know, uh, they had some guys out, too. So, I mean, there's really no excuses. Um, and I think everybody in college hockey has been kind of uh, portraying that mentality, like, next man up. And um, it's one game, and I think we'll move past it. I know we'll move past it. So, I don't really have any worries with that. Um, but uh, since it was announced two, game, two days before, which was obviously a little bit of of a surprise as we were playing Lowell, um, everyone's ready. You know, you, you got to practice like you can't play tomorrow, which obviously in my case was uh, reality at that point um, around 10 days ago. So, I mean, you just got to take everything uh, with a grain of salt and give it 110% whenever you can. So,
0: yeah, and uh, that must be tough to prepare for a team when you don't even know you're going to play them until like two days before. So, is it more just focusing on your systems when that kind of stuff happens, even though? Because I feel like in hockey, East they're probably more used to it because that's what that's what the schedule is like last year. But for Atlantic hockey, you kind of had sort of a set schedule before the season started last year.
1: For sure. Yeah, it's that's a good point about systems. I mean, I think the other biggest thing is just, you know, keeping up with your conditioning, make sure everyone's conditioned, everyone's ready to play at the drop of a puck. Um, Because like you said, it was two days before and you know, some guys were getting out of quarantine, some guys were going in. So I mean, conditioning and systems and everyone's on the same page for the most part. So
0: now I know you didn't play the game against Merrimack, but what's it been like to play non-conference games this year? And uh, is that something you miss since you didn't do, get to do it last year at all?
1: Yeah, it's that's something you miss a lot. I mean, Atlanta Hockey is great playing against those teams, but um, you know you really get up a little bit for you know the bigger or the out-of-conference games because most people know like teams like we played Boston College and Ohio State, um, and you know those are those are big names. So you know you get up for those games, and um, it's really exciting to kind of. I guess use yourself Uh, it's kind of like a comparison to see I guess more skilled players but I mean the parity in the league is you know astounding you know like obviously we beat BC we beat Ohio State like we can beat big names and you know that puts a little bit little bit of a chip on our shoulder that we can compete with that with anybody so I think uh, at a conference are great for everyone Um, and I think uh, I, I hope we can get one more in.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like that's what makes college hockey the best college collegiate sport, just because in college football, let's be honest, some schools are just never going to beat Alabama. But in college yeah. hockey, you know, I was watching the Northeastern-LIU game, and Northeastern's a top 15 ranked team in the country, and LIU gave them a pretty good game. They lost one nothing, and I think that just shows you just kind of the parody in college hockey that no matter what team you play, they can definitely give you a game.
1: Yep, any given night. so it is. Now talk about what it was
0: like uh, beating Ohio State and Boston College and just how important were those wins for your team heading into the first half of the season?
1: Yeah, they were massive. The wins were just – they were great. Um, um, One, you know, it kind of solidified us on the college hockey map um, as a contender. Obviously, our goal is to win the championship, and uh, I think beating those two big teams definitely – you know, helped us in the right direction for that and in terms of recognition throughout the league. I think we got like twenty-five votes after that. Um so and we've always and we've been in um, clear eyesight, you know, for uh the top of our league, which has been great. Um, so definitely beating those teams were great, especially at home. Can't emphasize that enough. You know, that was the first time so when we beat Ohio State, that was the first time we were allowed to have fans back in our building. So it's basically our home opener. Um, me personally I had like friends and family coming out and it was really great it was a really special game and not just because we won but being able to get the uh, Bentley community out together was really special and to top it off with a win was just the cherry on on top so
0: yeah doing research uh, for this interview I was just watching some of the highlights in the game against BC the crowd was just absolutely buzzing that was insane just watching it from a screen what was it like playing in that just because that must have been Super cool to do that again since you didn't get to do that last year. And I'm assuming for the freshmen and sophomores on your team, that must have been super cool for them as well since they've never really had to play in that um, crowd before.
1: For sure, yeah. The BC one was really special too. Um, yeah, the crowd was just unbelievable. Like I said, bringing the Bentley community, Bentley community together, sorry. Um, and just being able to – I don't want to say stomp on that, but we we played really well. and. Um, It was just a very surreal environment and and it was college hockey you know fans were great and um everybody was on the same page and it it was just awesome and uh one one of my good buddies is uh the captain of there is mark mclaughlin and just get to uh stick it to him two out of my four years we beat him my freshman year too so kind of got the reins on him for that one but
0: that's awesome, and obviously, when some of those goals were scored, like I feel like for one of the goals, it felt like the glass was going to fall on you guys, and the huddle. that's just how like crazy it felt like. But I feel like your team must have loved it.
1: Yeah, it was great. The boys loved it, and and like I said earlier, it was a great kickstart to the season. So got some momentum ro- momentum rolling into the into the first half, obviously. So.
0: Now talk about what it's like playing Atlanta hockey just because it's a good conference, but I feel like nationally, it doesn't get enough recognition enough recognition as it should, just because I'm kind of hoping that the day will come where a team from Atlanta hockey will get an at-large bid to the tournament. I feel like that's going to happen at some point in the next few years.
1: Absolutely. That's a great question. I mean, I think uh, like I was alluding to earlier, you know, we've taken down big teams, but it hasn't just been us, you know, it's been Mercyhurst. It's been, uh, Niagara, they just beat Notre Dame, you know, it's, it's been AIC, look at AIC the past three years, you know, taking down St. Cloud and, um, you know, it's, we, we know, like players know, um, but I think, uh, the game is evolving. And I think that, um, the more big name teams that Atlantic beats, the better it's going to be. And I think, uh, what you were referring to earlier, you know, scheduling non-conference games is the best way to kind of, uh, portray and, get ourselves recognized because we do deserve it um, but uh, yeah it's I, I think we're on the right path and I think it will happen in the near future
0: yeah no I feel like it could happen this year just with some of the teams just the way they're playing and for your team your team has massively improved record-wise compared to last season just talk about the improvements that your team has made and I guess what did your team do during the off season to make the improvements you made from last year to this year?
1: For sure, yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, so Bentley just partnered with uh, Athletic Evolution, which is like uh, a training facility um, up in Woburn here, so uh, close to our facilities. Um, And we got a new training staff, like new strength coach. Um, So I was able to work with him this summer. I stayed out here in the summer and with a couple uh, buddies on the team. And we were able to work with him one-on-one and work with their staff, which was great. Um, you know, we, there's been a ton of changes, uh, minor changes more so just around the facility and, um, it's a real, it's, it's really professional now. And I think, you know, you you can ask any of the alumni that even like three or four years ago that have been through here and, and they tip their cat to, you know, to, to our new athletic director, Vaughn Williams, he's been phenomenal, transformed every single team here at Bentley, not just the hockey team program, but, uh, I think, uh, the training staff mixed with a couple other small things that you don't always realize really go a long way. So,
0: Yeah, no, I remember going to a Bentley game back when I was like 14 years old and they played at this rink in Waltham, I believe. It was like a small, like, um, yeah, it was like kind of crazy. And just, I've saw, I've never been to the new rink, but just looking at just how much like money went into that, just, it shows you how just, just those little, if you put a little money into something and just like how it's going to improve the program, uh, for years to come, and I feel like you're already seeing that now.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're, I can't express how fortunate enough I am we are as a, as a program to be able to play in that arena. This was My freshman year was the first year that was the first technically inaugurate, inaugurated class to play in the arena for the first full year, so our class takes it. Uh, we're, we're very fortunate, let's put it mm-hmm. that way.
0: Now you're also the captain of the team as well. So my question is, what was it like uh, being named captain? And I guess what type of leadership do you try to bring to the team? Are you a vocal leader, or are you a lead by example type of guy?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's it's an amazing honor to be named captain in in any program. Um, Bentley, uh, there's a lot of astounding players before me, and uh, you know, I take I I kind of follow in their footsteps. Um, but in terms of my leadership role. I think that I am pretty vocal, you know, um, when I see something wrong, I, I give my best sense as to how to as to how to, uh, correct it and kind of lead towards, I guess, a better solution. But I mean, there's no better way of leading than than you doing the work yourself and leading by example. And I think that's what, um, has put me in this position myself personally, just hard work and leading by example. And, you know, people follow the leader. And if, uh, your leaders are leading by example, I think that's the best way to produce, uh, a successful team.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree because you can like say all the things you want, but if you're not actually doing them yourself, then why will anyone follow you? So I think that's kind of a good way to do it. Exactly. Now, speaking of improvements, what's been kind of the biggest improvement you've made uh, to your game so far this year as a senior?
1: Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is, uh, a little bit of my confidence, obviously, it's, it helps wearing the C, but uh, and being a senior. But I think uh, my conditioning and defensive, I guess, defensive reliability. Uh, I'm playing a lot of a lot more minutes, like heavier minutes, and uh, obviously, you have to be ready to go. You know, after playing 20 minutes, and you know, you're in the third period, going heading into OT. You know, you always got to be ready um, in terms of my defensive reliability. I think that uh since you know i get put out there in critical situations in in the d zone i think that uh my shot blocking ability is up there um and uh you know you just got to be hard you know you you just have to be reliable and you know you do little extra things here and there in the late minutes of the game that really make a difference between three points and two points and one point in the standing so reliability is definitely one thing
0: yeah. And just talk about being a shop blocker just because I don't know if I could personally just go in front of pucks and just eat them. I'm more of like a goal scorer and kind of grinder type of player, like third line. But for you, you can just go in front of those pucks and just eat them. How do you like get, how do you get the mindset to do that where you just, you don't even think about it, you just go for it?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Honestly, I think it's kind of instinct at this point. Um, you just see a puck and you don't want it to go in, so you block it. But um yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm in the race for, for up there. I think Newhouse is in the lead right now on Northern Mish. Guy's an animal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I respect guys. You know, other guys that do it, and you know, it's just kind of instinct at this point. And you know, it sh- shows guts, but uh, I think it's more instinct, honestly. So.
0: Yeah, just because like when you normally see a puck coming towards you, your instinct is to kind of move away from it because you don't want to get hit. So I feel like you kind of have to readjust like your mindset on it because you know you don't want to you don't want to like also get hit by the puck, but you also have to just because it helps, like you said, prevent a goal and um also helps like uh, make it harder for the shooter to get um in the pucks onto the net as well. Just just because the more pucks you get to the net, obviously more goals that'll happen. So you want to prevent that.
1: Absolutely. That's it.
0: Now, as a senior, I guess, what are you working on regarding your games? I feel like when people don't really talk, people talk about just the improvements they've made from the freshman to your senior year, but no one really talks about the improvements they try to make as a senior in the middle of the year, just because I think most people feel like you've got it under control, even though that's usually not the case.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, too. I mean, one thing you can never do is get complacent. Um, so, I mean, I... In terms of uh working on you know my flaws i think just getting bigger faster stronger i'm somewhat of an undersized defenseman so i mean i always have to play you know a little harder and to work a little harder to get back so i mean just bigger faster stronger you know always maintaining uh you know healthy habits and uh working on you know skating and you know cardio and everything like that so i mean i think just being an all-around player that's gotten me to where i am now i think just improving each one of those little aspects will make me more complete player in the long run
0: so i kind of want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are now um, with bentley so you're from arizona uh talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey just because i feel like the hockey scene's growing out in arizona especially with the sun devils program it seems like it's i'll uh, be more of a sport that kids want to play down there
1: absolutely yeah Matt. i mean it's it's been great just uh the cultivation of young players down there has just been phenomenal. I mean, um, when I started, when I was pretty young, um, there wasn't too many players around. So, I mean, competition was pretty low. Um, And so, therefore, I had to travel other places. But, I mean, now you get younger teams winning, you know, really big tournaments. Like my old coach, I played for the Arizona Bobcats, and my old coach, Ron Filion, his team went on to the Quebec tournament. It's one of the biggest youth PUE tournaments in the world. Um, and they actually won it. So, I mean, it's it's really growing, which is just great to see. Um, in terms of me growing up there, I I loved it. I, I loved Arizona. I mean, I I think I milked everything that I could out of it until I was 15. And then I headed out to uh, Cushing Academy in, in Massachusetts, where I began my career out east. But um, I loved growing up in Arizona. My dad would always take me to the rink in, uh, at Oceanside, which is where ASU plays now um so I've been playing out of Oceanside in the ice and um down in Scottsdale since I was three years old so it's been a part of me
0: yeah what's Oceanside like just because I know they're building that new rank for ASU but everyone's calls it a character rank like it's not the most flashy one but it's still one that um is unique compared to the other ones in college hockey
1: yeah it's uh it's (laughs) character is a good word um it's it's not that nice, but I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it gets the job done. It's it's ice, you know. There's there's bleachers. Um, pretty sure they have like a little student section now, like Sparky's Inferno down there um, for ASU. But uh, yeah, I mean, it it fit the bill. Like as a kid, you know, you don't really think too much about it, and um, and uh, on, honestly, I think it's given me a little grit, you know, growing up there, playing out of there, but. Um, I'm just glad they're getting a new rank, let's just say that. I'm happy for Powers and, and uh, Coach Hicks over there, so happy for their organization.
0: Now, have you played Arizona State before? I feel like they came – they went to Holy Cross. I went to that game, but I'm assuming, I am think they went to Bentley the night after, if I'm not
1: mistaken. They did. They did, yeah. yeah they. Uh, that was a fun one for us. That was fun because my my dad came out here and was able to watch me play and That was actually his alma mater. He played club hockey at ASU like way back in the day, so – I think that was fun for him to come out and see me play them kind of come full circle, but we ended up losing that game. Um, they were pretty good that year. I think they finished like ninth in the country. So they're, were, they're were pretty solid, but we gave them a good run. I think it was like three, three to zero or two zero or something like that. But it was a fun game.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was cool. I I saw when they saw them on the schedule, I was like, I have to go see them cause I feel like they don't come out East too often. I know they're in Boston right now, but uh, no, that was a good game. I remember the, scored in overtime against Holy Cross. That was a kind of an electric game to say the least, but uh, no, that's, that's cool. That um, now I guess like, how did you start playing hockey? Like specifically since it wasn't as popular as it is now.
1: Definitely. Um, I definitely have to give credit to my dad there. He, he did. I think I remember him taking me to, uh, he had season tickets at the Coyotes um, way back in the day when they first came. Um, I must've been like, three or four and I just remember going to those games and I just loved it you know loved the atmosphere and you know the the contact and you know it's just high speed so my dad started taking me to the rink and just fell in love with it ever since so
0: and who was your favorite player growing up I assume it's got to be Doan but um I can't think of any other Coyotes players um growing up to be honest for me from my perspective
1: yeah Doan, Dome, Doan is great, Doan's been a. Uh, He's been a great mentor um i skate with him or i used to skate when i lived there in the summer i used to skate with him and um his kid josh josh's a good kid um who's on asu now actually um don was don was he was up there he's one of my favorite players um i'd say my favorite player though overall was chris letang he was he was just a treat to watch you know as i mean even now he's putting up points like no other but um, he was just so dominant, uh, you know, when I was growing up and pretty cool to see him pop moving D man. And he was, uh, he had some style too, so that was pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah. And also won a few cups as well. So that doesn't hurt as well.
1: Exactly. Oh yeah.
0: Now before Bentley, you played for the Boston junior Bruins. Um, I guess my question is, how did you get the opportunity to go to that team? Because I know you went to Cushing, um, after playing hockey in Arizona, uh, so, how did that opportunity lead to the Junior Bruins um, to help prepare you for college hockey?
1: Yeah, so yeah. I was uh, I was looking to stay out here. I wanted to stay out east, um, just because uh, some of the colleges that I've been uh, talking to during my time at Cushing, you know, they were in the e- on the East Coast. So I figured it would be it would behoove me and my family to kind of stay out here. Um, and I was looking into the USPHL as a junior league um, as kind of a conduit into college hockey and BJB was a great spot. And, um, I think, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Anderson, who's the coach, uh, reached out and, um, it was just a great fit and the rest is history. So they are great. I really love them.
0: Now, who are some of the players you got to play with with the Junior Bruins? And the reason why I asked this is just because um, Jack Quinville, who's one of my favorite players for Maine, um, I, he played for the Junior Bruins. But I also worked with a guy named Chris Miller, and he played for them as well. So I was wondering if you had the chance to play with those guys at all.
1: Yeah, I love Quin Jack's a good kid. Um, he was a captain at Maine one year. His... Yes, he
0: is currently now. He's in his career. Oh, grab-
1: yeah, holy. Um <laughs> Yeah, Jack's a great dude. Um, Chris Miller I think it's his brother Justin Miller
0: I have no clue he plays for UMass club hockey now
1: okay um I I know Justin I played with Justin that might be his brother um great kids I played with uh Harrison Markel who's who's my D partner he's a captain over at Dartmouth right now um Goose Van Ass he's he's a stud at Quinnipiac you need Peretz stud goaltender Quinnipiac now um Drew O'Connor Um, I'm forgetting him. He's on the pen Penguins now. Um, We had Joey Cipollone at UNH. We had a ton of good guys. I think we had like 15 or 16 D1 commits that year, so we we were pretty stacked. Um, That was my second year there, Um, and it was fun. It was it was a blast. It was fun playing for Mike Anderson and the Masters guys over there, and um, we had a fun team.
0: Yeah, no, I, one of my funny, one of the funniest junior Bruins stories someone told me was he was playing in a line with Sean Farrell, who's currently with Harvard now, and he said like he had like 40 or 50 points, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh my gosh, I might get some notice by NHL players, but then he's like, nope, they realized who who was giving me all those points, so it was definitely Sean Farrell, so I thought that was one of the funniest stories I've heard from that team.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, I've heard, I've heard Farrell's, but actually I think we, yeah, we played Farrell, he's he's a good player. Um, but yeah, BJB's fun.
0: Now, what's the best memory you have with the Junior Bruins? Just because you got to play with all those great guys who played um, D1. That must have been kind of – you probably played well as a team, but you also probably made some good memories off the ice, I would assume.
1: For sure, yeah. Um, we had a ton of fun. Um, like I said, uh, I would say, honestly, we we weren't able – or I wasn't able to win uh, anything with the Junior Bruins. But um, I'd say the best, best memory or experience, I'd say it was just – honestly, being around the boys, like we had an apartment. So I think, uh, you know, being young men, we were able to kind of grow and, um, kind of find ourselves as a player and as as a person more like, I I think I developed just as much living on my own, um, you know, in an apartment with, you know, a guy, two other guys, Kevin O'Leary, who who's at Trinity right now. Um, he's a good dude. And, uh, we, we had a ton of fun and, um, just throughout the whole year, learned a lot and grew as a person. So,
0: now, did you also play hockey at Cushing? And did you have to like, I guess, like balance both playing hockey at Cushing and with the Junior Bruins at any point in your career?
1: Uh, so, I was at Cushing my junior and senior year of high school, um, and so I graduated Cushing in 2016, and I did play hockey for them um, under Rob Gagnon. And then, so after my senior year, after I graduated, I signed with uh, the Junior Bruins in the NCDC or usbhl it was at that time so uh i didn't i didn't have any conflict there but it definitely was a balance when i was in prep school i mean you're you're dealing with a lot of school and um being away from home so i mean it, that was a transition but um bjb you know they made it pretty easy it was pretty much just hockey all day long and um nothing too hard about that so wasn't complaining there
0: yeah, no, that's kind of interesting for college hockey that you know you have to go to juniors before you head off to college. Is that kind of weird, like going to high school and then kind of having that like two year break, um, just only focusing on hockey, and then having to transition back to school once you get to college?
1: For sure, yeah, it's, it's definitely an adjustment. Uh, obviously, you talk to any any kid that's made the jump, and uh, I think that's the biggest it doesn't it doesn't hit you until you're you're sitting down in calculus your freshman year of college and. <laughs> You're like, holy, like, I forgot how to do math. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's every school, you know, they have programs and stuff that help you get back into it. And, you um, know, I love school, so I kind of stayed on top of everything during my two years. In um, juniors, you know, I was taking classes um, whenever I could. And um, I think staying diligent with, you know, keeping up with things and the news and, you know, financial industries and everything, you know, kind of helped me get right into Bentley pretty smoothly, so.
0: Yeah, and you're also really more mature than other freshmen when you get to college, just because obviously as a 20-year-old freshman, you know, you take, I feel like you'd probably take things more seriously than you would as an 18-year-old freshman.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. You are more mature, and I think you're more uh, goal-driven, and um, you have a mindset that you're, you know, expected to maintain, and I think that uh, playing collegiate sports is just a phenomenal way to kind of keep yourself focused and, and diligent through the whole four years. So,
0: Now thinking about back to your time with the junior Bruins, how, how did it help prepare you for college hockey, like on the ice wise?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I think the easiest way to put it is you're playing against, you know, 16 to 20 division one kids every single day in practice. And um, that's the best way you, you get better is by playing against better talent and better kids and, um, throughout the league, you know, it, it wasn't. Uh, there are two or three teams that you know didn't really have a ton of D one commits, but um and I think that's why they don't get a, as good of a rep as they should because the NCDC is good. They produce a ton of D one kids, and um, not just you know Atlantic schools, but I mean, you know, we had BU, Quinnipiac, like those are good teams. Um, not saying that we aren't, obviously, but. Uh, I think playing against better kids, and you know it really helps your game really helps your game.
0: now talk about your recruiting process to Bentley, and uh, how did that go, and what made you want to go there versus other schools, just because you were saying like the new rink wasn't there when you were getting recruited, so I guess like how they convince you to go there and tell um kind of convince you how the program' was going to grow to where it is today I guess
1: yeah, so w- when I was being recruited, the rink wasn't there, but for my when I was going to go in, it was going to be there, so the rink was a big. I guess, Lance in the recruiting process, which was great. It was, it's very enticing. Um, And uh, I think the other biggest thing is, is just academics in itself. I mean, you know, there's life after hockey. And um, I think that I'm I'm very interested in, you know, business and um, finance and, you know, the whole nine yards with that. So, I mean, I, I did my due diligence on universities that focused in business and um had good economics programs and finance programs uh and family came to the top of my list and uh you know I, I told my coach I was interested in them and uh Mike Anderson you know he he did phenomenal things for me he helped me out a ton and um just kind of happened like that and started talking they started coming out to games because they're only 30 minutes away so um the location definitely helped in my recruiting process a lot but couldn't be happier that I ended up here and you're close to
0: Boston as well. So for like the outside of the classroom perspective, that must've been another selling point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Being close to this city is just awesome. I love Boston. I want to live out here when I'm done. I want to work out here. It's, it's a great spot and, uh, happy to call it home, honestly.
0: Now I guess what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Um, was it the speed of the game? Uh, was it kind of the physicality of the game? Like, um, making quicker decisions like which part of the game did you feel like you had to adjust to the most once you stepped foot on Bentley
1: for sure i think the speed is just the biggest thing you notice uh at first i still remember my first like scrimmage skate when you know all the freshmen hopped on with the team um you know you, it's it's an adjustment for sure you know speed size and everything but i think uh some of the biggest things that you have to adjust to is just um you know your work ethic guys work hard here you know like they work really hard at on all teams and you know you either rise to you know rise to the occasion you work just as hard as them or you work harder you know and that's the kind of decision that you have to make and you you learn it fast or you don't so
0: now talking about the growth of the program i think one step in the right direction at least when you've been with bentley so far is you won your first atlantic hockey playoff series your sophomore year uh, just talk about what it was like winning that playoff series and just how important it was for yourself and for the program's growth as well. And it's pretty disappointing because you didn't get to continue the tournament that year because of COVID.
1: Yeah, that was great. I mean, I, I still remember that series, the Air Force series. That was It was just a big building block, you know. And you get to that point in the season where, you know, every game, every game matters, every shift matters. And being able to – I think we swept them. And I think being able to just solidify ourselves, you know, as a contender in the conference, you know, it's, it shocked some other big name teams like AIC. And um, even though we weren't able to compete against them as we were playing them in the next round, uh, as it was canceled due to COVID, obviously, you know, they, we were ready, you know, it's, it's all about how you're playing in the second half and uh, it, it's kind of comforting now and to the kids that are here now that we can beat and win against teams in, in the playoffs. So I think it was just a precursor as to what to come this year.
0: Now, obviously, last year there was a lot of challenges because of the pandemic uh, with not playing in front of any fans and also just with the inconsistent schedule. Um, so I guess my question is, how did you handle the challenges of playing in a pandemic? And I guess, like, how it, what kind of happened, I guess, from your sophomore year to your junior year, just because it felt like you guys made a huge jump your sophomore year, and then it seemed like because of COVID it might have affected how your junior season
1: went yeah it was definitely it was a heartbreaking year honestly last year and all it wasn't just for me obviously you know everybody was battling it um but for me personally I think the biggest challenge was just keeping a positive mindset um you just you know you start to see uh you know some kids at you know don't handle it as well as others and you know being in and out of quarantine you know it's it's really it's really grueling on the on the head you know staying positive is such a tough thing to do when you're back in quarantine for 20 days you know like i think our team spent a total of 30 days at least for each player in quarantine which is just ridiculous like you look back at that now and you think insanity and, if, and i'll be honest the fact that i'm in here for 10 days right now is ludicrous
0: mm-hmm. i have no
1: symptoms you know it's it's insane but on the flip side, staying positive, I mean, it's it's a, really big, it's a really big attribute that's just a necessity at this point. You know, if you're not positive, you're not going to be able to leave an impact on your team, and, you know, you just got to stay positive the whole time, and uh, that's what we're trying to do, and I think that's what I'm doing here as a leader at Bentley and, you know, keeping the boys on the same page and, you know, keep focused on our goal. You know, you, can, you might be out with COVID like I am, but uh, it's the next man up, and you just gotta stay ready. You gotta stay positive.
0: Yeah, no, and it, it like it must be hard, like you said, on mentally, because humans aren't supposed to stay inside one spot for a month, basically. Like it just, it's it's hard to do that. Like you need to go outside at least just to get fresh air. So that's just like, just like mentally, like just like when you think about it health wise, it's also not good
1: as well to deal absolutely. with. It. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more.
0: Now, I guess, how did you kind of, like, use last year heading into this year um, as motivation, I guess, to improve? Because it seems like it's been working so far just watching your team play.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I would probably answer that the same way I answered an earlier question was you never know when you're going to get canceled. So I think that obviously guys know that. And um, I think guys have fully bought into the, you know, 110% mindset. And I think it's really pushed some of our, I guess, younger players and, you know, it's matured them a lot faster, um, which is great. Our freshmen and our transfers, you know, that have come in, we have we have ten new guys, five freshmen, five transfers. So I think everybody that's come in that's new has really jumped on board fast, and we're all rowing the same way at high speed, which is just great. So,
0: and kind of how how do you help the freshmen transition in Bentley as a as a captain, but also as a senior as well?
1: Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is just you know checking in on them you know make sure things are going smoothly you know school is like we were talking about earlier school is really tough to jump in Bentley's a tough school Bentley's a really tough school freshman year especially is probably the hardest year um and you know you just got to make sure you know everything's okay and um you know I I I try and you know hang out with them as much as I can and you know you, you don't get the senior freshman connection uh like as much as you think but um, I'm really close with the freshmen and I think our whole team is close. Like even our, se- our other seniors are pretty close with the freshmen. So I think, uh, just providing a sense of support to them, you know, and always being there is a good thing.
0: Now, what are your goals, I guess, for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Well, the first goal is to hang a banner. Um, <laughs> personally, I'd say, uh, personally, I'd say getting up there probably top, Top five in shot blocks. I don't know. I don't know what I am right now. I think I'm up there, but um, I think that's a personal accolade that I think uh, would be worth willing to uh, pursue. Um, I don't know if I'm going to win it. Like I said, Newhouse is up there, but uh, I think shot blocking is a fun goal to have kind of on the side, but just get bigger, faster, stronger. You know, like might be my last year playing and um, go out on a bang. So hopefully we'll win it.
0: Yeah, no, and that's kind of a cool thing to tell people after after you leave Bentley. It's like, hey, I was top five in shot blocks, um, my senior year of college. That's kind of a cool thing, cool icebreaker. For sure. For <laughs> now, sure. one player you got to play with throughout your three years with Bentley is Jakov Novak. Um, he was one of my favorite players to watch with your team in the past few years. He's obviously now with Northeastern, but I want to ask you, what was it like being his teammate? Just because the guy has probably the best shot. Um, in Atlantic Hockey and honestly in Hockey East right now too but I also like his physical play like he gives it to people like it's just he's just a fun guy to watch
1: yeah he's he's a fun guy to be around Um, as well as on the ice I mean he's he's a great teammate he's one of my best friends Um, always consider him close to me and uh, we've been through a lot I mean he's he was my roommate for two years and uh, we were close our freshman year too so I mean he's He's been an impact on my life here, even though he's not here now. Uh, besides just his hockey, you know, he's a great kid off the ice. I have nothing bad to say about him. Um, on ice, obviously, he's – we would always get into it. You know, he's he's a physical chippy player and uh, doesn't take anything from anyone. And I might kind of play the same way. So, I mean, we would always get into it on the ice. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's – you know, we're brothers. And um, miss a kid, too. I see him every now and then around, so – like to give it to him here and there, but uh yeah, he uh he's doing well.
0: Was it cool doing the handshake line, playing Northeastern for the first game? That must have been weird for him more than you.
1: Yeah. It, it would have been a little better if we won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh no, it was good to see. It was obviously good to see him, you know, giving the shake. All the boys were hugging him and um boys loved him, so he left so, a good impact.
0: Oh yeah. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. My first question to you is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, um, who would it be and why? Oh,
1: lunch. Okay. Um, I'll go, (laughs) I'll go with uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, Tucker Carlson. I obviously Fox contributor, um, Fox news contributor. I'm, I'm very into politics and, uh, I think Tucker's a very interesting character. Um, the way he portrays himself, basically his whole story as to how he got into uh, where he is now. Um, I think he's just an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to have lunch with him, sit down, talk about everything that's going on now. So,
0: I think one thing that'll be interesting to hear from him is like, how he handles being like a controversial figure. Because um, I don't For know like, sure.
1: how I would handle that. For sure. Absolutely. I completely agree
0: now next question is um speaking of i guess lunch but if you could have if you could choose one teammate to cook a meal for you who would who would you pick
1: um cook a meal i would say uh i would say mikey zafonte um we were actually just talking about some sort of steak dinner that he makes so he's listening to this uh go get up for me mike
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would love to see that if he does it. So I will, I will, I will point, put my two cents on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> now, who's the funniest teammate you have with Bentley?
1: Funniest? Oh, hand, hands down, Brandon Walker, my roommate. Hand, hands down. He's the funniest kid I've ever met in my life. He's hysterical. Just, like, pure humor. Like, just the funniest. wit, dry. Like, he's hysterical. Definitely try and get him on. <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Does he have the best chirps on the team, or is it someone else?
1: Yeah, he's up there. He's got some crazy ones. I'd say uh, Bovaro likes to chirp a little bit. Uh, he, he's, he's a sophomore, and, and we like to give it to him because he chirps a lot, but uh, he's pretty funny. He's pretty funny.
0: What's the like, best chirp that you've ever received? I'm curious. The one, the one you can say on the pod. <laughs>
1: Uh, explicit version probably shouldn't say it on here, but uh, <laughs> no, they just they, they cheer like like I said I'm a little undersized and yeah you know I feel like small jokes I mean I don't know it's it's nothing too bad nothing uh, nothing I can't handle.
0: <laughs> now speaking of I guess funniest teammates, but who's the quietest teammate at Bentley?
1: Quietest um, this year on our team it it was Evan DeBrower our goalie could not figure Evan out for a while and like probably until like a month or two ago, he just came out of his shell and he's hilarious now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's great, you know, and uh, I think he's finally finding his groove too. So I think that kind of coincides a little bit probably, but um, he was pretty quiet in the beginning. I got to say that, but now he's can't, can't shut him up.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I feel like goalies are usually the most quietest players on the team.
1: Yeah, they. I've definitely dealt with my fair share of quiet tenders.
0: Hey, if they get the job done, then uh, it doesn't really bother me at all. So
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Now, who has the best style on the team besides yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, not naturally me. But uh, um, God, I hate to say this, but maybe Dylan Patera. I hate <laughs> that, but he's got some good style. Um, Bavaro's got some good suit style. He. He comes in with, like, the Peaky Blinder hat sometimes. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't hear that. I don't want to pump his tires too much. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate saying it, but maybe Dylan.
0: Yeah. I feel like Cole Kodzi has good style because I was scrolling through the gram, and I don't know if you saw that recent pick, but he was uh, that was some good style that he had in that.
1: Kodzi, yeah. Kodzie, has got some good style. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's a good kid, too. I love Kodzi. Now,
0: what – music do you like to listen to on a general basis
1: um i'd say day to day i'm more like i'd say i i listen to rap a lot um not like hardcore rap like you know mainstream stuff i do love country though um like thomas Red, you know luke Bryan. i love i love those guys too so i mean i kind of listen to everything honestly
0: now back to i guess back one more non-hockey question but what's your guilty pleasure song if you have one
1: Um, guilty pleasure. I'm a big fan of Rihanna. Maybe like Disturbia. I don't know. She's got some good tunes. Big Rihanna fan.
0: Nice. I like the song she had with Drake a few years ago. That was a banger.
1: Yeah, she she throws some good ones out there. Everyone loves her.
0: Now back to some hockey questions. Now first one is should fighting be allowed in college hockey?
1: That's a good question. I would say uh, I would say yes. And the reason I say yes is because I think that you know kids are already fighting in junior leagues. I think that you know obviously not everyone's going to the national or you know even the A or even the coast, but I think in terms of development and um, I think of preparation for the next level. I think that um, even though it would be it would look, I guess bad for some schools and some of their players walking around with black eyes and you know cuts on their face i mean it happens anyways so i mean i think that allowing players to fight and express you know emotion and not only that but to be able to stick up for a teammate in a way that's legal i think it's it would propel college hockey and i think that it would just be an overall positive actually yeah I don't know. We'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I think players should be able to police themselves on the ice because I feel like you shouldn't have one guy kind of run, run around the team and not kind of have to deal with it. Because if you do it in the NHL, you're obviously going to have to fight for it. And I feel like in college hockey, you can kind of get away with that. So that's why I feel like fighting should be allowed, just because it kind of limits those. Like If someone has like, a good dirty check, you can kind of fight it out and then like move on and play the rest of the game. And fans that's will probably true. love it too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say I'm not, not too much of a fighter myself, but I mean, I, you know, I I do get emotional as does everybody. And I think that, you know, actions have consequences, like you said. And I mean, it's just part of the game. You know, Mm -hmm. you fight in juniors and, you know, those kids are 16, 20 years old, like college hockey is a little different. So, I mean, I think it should be allowed, but Mm -hmm. it's it's just my two cents. I feel
0: like the Atlantic would be the most fighting conference either that or the CCHA. I feel like one of those two, there'll be a lot I, of brawls.
1: I would agree. I would agree with that. So hopefully we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then uh, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue? Um, do you college hockey scholarship? That would be my last question for you.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, every time I get asked this question, I, you know, a ton of things come to my head, but I think the biggest thing is just ambition. You know, it's, it's all about hard work and it's so cliche to say, but I mean, if you outwork, you know, the kid that you're competing with, it's going to pay dividends at every single level. And, you know, even for me, like growing up, I, I was always overlooked because I was undersized and, you know, coming from like Arizona and, you know, all a ton of factors were outweighing my performance and success. But At the end of the day, you just got to put your head down and work hard and um, outperform the kid next to you and, you know, always keep that chip on your shoulder because there's always somebody that's better than you. Always, you know. So I think it's just pure ambition and uh, you'll get to where you want to go.
0: Now, I know you mentioned some people throughout the interview, but do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members, friends, former teammates?
1: All the boys know I love them, but uh, shout-out to the family, obviously. Family's family, and I wouldn't be there. wouldn't be here without them, so big shout-out to them.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Ethan. It means a lot to myself, and I wish you nothing but the best uh, for the rest of your senior year. I know you're going to do great. Uh, Hopefully I get the chance to see you play in person sometime soon, uh, but um, until then, take care and uh, stay safe and and enjoy uh, the rest of quarantine, I guess. (laughs)
1: Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.
1: He's in the love.